the Science Communication Accelerator podcast today on LinkedIn with Mike Young. Let's go. LinkedIn allows you to, to meet new people and interact with them in your own specific field. It's a basically a, a kind of an opportunity optimizer. And this is the kind of networking effect that it has. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Science Communication Accelerator podcast. I am really psyched. Today we talk about LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a social network that has so much potential for science communication. And I'm really psyched to have a really awesome guest today who will share knowledge about LinkedIn and will funnily also talk a lot about Twitter a little bit. So he used to be a journalist. Today he helps research to step up their social media game mainly focusing on Twitter and on LinkedIn. He's based in Copenhagen and he founded the Mike Young Academy for Science Communication. And yeah, it's it's him personally. Welcome to the podcast, Mike Young. Thanks a lot, Julius. And thanks for, for letting me be on the show. I'm looking forward to it as well. Super cool. No, I'm really like, when I found you online, I'm like, okay, I really have to have this guy on the show. So Mike, before we kick it off and we'll talk about LinkedIn and we drop some value bombs about how to use LinkedIn, would you mind giving giving us a very short introduction, who you are, what you've done so far, and why are you getting up in the morning? What is your, what's your motivation? Uh, thanks, Julius. Um, well, you know, when I was back at university it's in, you know, 200 years ago, I studied a subject called the history of ideas. And, um, and so I, I know myself an awful lot about ancient philosophers in, in Greece and ancient Greece and stuff. But, but most of my working career, I've been working as, as a journalist. And then 10 years ago, I, I was hired to start a, a news site called the New University Post in Copenhagen. And it was students and PhD students who were basically delivering the content for the site, volunteers. And it was a great success. And as a part of that, I started doing training in social media. And this was basically to dig up story ideas. Mm. And what I noticed was that um, the people who had been on these, these workshops, um, they started that, that were basically training as a journalist. They would be using them in other contexts um to you know uh, network with other scientists within their own field and uh, to to help um spurn new ideas for their own research and so it kind of gave me an idea for a series of workshops that i started doing on the side and uh, this kind of kind of snowballed into to to meeting more and more of them and i started i i went solo four years ago and uh a good part of what I do today uh, are these uh, social media workshops for scientists. Um, and I try to make these workshops better and better, basically. But that's what I do today, and that's where I come from. Cool. The webpage that you have at um, uh, Mike Young Academy, you say, what is, what's, your, what's, your, what's your tagline? Make science what? Oh, yeah. I think it's something like more impact for science and scientists, something like that. But it's, it, was a, it was a few months ago when I last <laughs> messed around with the front page on that. So, yeah, right. But I think that, that, that that's pretty much really, yeah, that, that I think that the claim of, of, yeah, of your academy is very close to also the, the goal of, of the Science Communication Accelerator podcast. So that's why I'm, I'm really happy to speak Brilliant. to you because we, yeah, because together, I think we, um, yeah, we have the same goal really in, in the actions that we do. That's great. 
So the structure of this podcast is that we'll talk a bit in the beginnings, like actually what LinkedIn really is. So we like, what is it actually? So we'll have a chat about that. And then we're going to go to um, why should and could researchers actually use LinkedIn? And then what are the potential upsides and downsides? And then we'll, we'll have a, uh, yeah, we'll have a chat about like four to five very hands-on tips for the community to how, how to get started and what are the nitty gritty tips for, for accelerating um, your specific account and um, building some following, but also community. Because actually, I don't think it's about following. It's always about community online, um, um, yeah. but maybe we'll get into that as well. So Mike, let's start. What is LinkedIn? Well, <laughs> LinkedIn is, is a, a social media platform um, and just like all of the other social media platforms, it has its history and it has its uh, its, its things that it's good at, and uh, it has its uh, kind of like ecology around it, which means that and it has a certain uh, culture about how people post and how people use it and things like that. Um, in terms of uh, scientists, generally um, use LinkedIn and Twitter; they're the most popular social media platforms. Uh, yeah. for, for science. And, it, and one of the reasons why uh, those two social media platforms are very useful for scientists is because they enable you to reach out to people on the other side of the road um, of the world, uh, even though they have a you have a very, very narrow specific research interest. So it has it kind of combines combines this local specific specificity of a research interest with the globalness of being able to find someone who's very very far away from you mm. uh, in terms of geography and other dimensions so it's a that's that's what linkedin is yeah it was started if i remember correctly more from like a business point of view so that like that business people could connect to each other what i see now the, like i feel that more and more researchers are actually coming to the platform and actually start um, yeah, sharing their their research or talk yeah talking about their own research and maybe like that actually also making yeah knowledge available for other people in the business ecosystem. Um, do you share that or is it just my little bubble? It's it's certainly it's certainly very very it can certainly be very very effective for anyone's career no matter what what line of uh, business you're in whether it's mm. academia or or, uh, or other places um, and and more and more so. When it started, it was just basically a, a online database where people, uh, a kind of a user-generated database of CVs, and, yeah. and people, a lot of people still look at it as if it's just a, oh, I just up when I update my CV, I might as well just update it on LinkedIn. Um, but it's also on top of that, it's got other elements which are specific to it. One of the things is, for example, it has a fantastic search uh, field which is very very effective, and it has a a social media element, which is on top of all of that, uh, which is uh, uh, very, very effective as well. And so yeah. it has a lot of yeah, things going I've, for it. Yeah, I feel that it actually developed very much into a fully fledged um, social media uh, network over the last years as well. And what, what I think is interesting in way when you compare it to, uh, for instance, Instagram, Instagram is very much, much more visual. But when you post something on Instagram, it's I feel it's only been, it's only 
the content is only shown to your community for like, I don't know, 10 to 16 hours maybe. And on LinkedIn, if you post something, even like three or four days later, you still get likes if if, the, if it's valuable content. So I feel that the algorithm there is is, is like more long-term or like it's, it does, it asks you to post, but it doesn't ask you to post every three hours. So it's, no, um, yeah. yeah. And you get quite some, some views. Like if you have a good account, like if you have a good post and like have 10 people comment on it or like liking stuff, um, yeah, you can easily have several hundred viewers, I guess. And I think that's different from, yeah, from others, other, other platforms, maybe. The, um, the way the LinkedIn algorithm works is that it's, it's, it's slightly different than a lot of the other platforms, which are a lot more automated. It has kind of a human element to it, which means that, uh, the first kind of check when you post something is to see whether it's just nonsense it's a kind of a machine that kind of like it's a bit like an anti-spam thing that you have on your email account so that gets rid of all the rubbish and then once it kind of goes past that first screen uh it goes through a, a, a bunch of human moderators and if they kind of like basically okay it then uh, your post can be shown to a, l a larger group of people. And then it kind of goes through another screen. And so there's a kind of a, 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 an iterative process, which for some people uh, can have a post give, giving a very large reach for a long time. But yeah. you know, nowadays, uh, all social media try to tweak their algorithms. Uh, and, and if you're very, very, uh, you know, you can have a group of people that follow you who are very, very, who uh, maybe, that, that, the effect of that is that what you post on LinkedIn doesn't have that long reach. So it's, it's, it's very, very complex. Yeah. 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 And another thing before we really go into the, um, like how to, how to handle it is maybe that LinkedIn actually has a free option and it also has a prescription option, isn't it? And there's, I feel there's many different prescription types. There's like three or something. I've never paid for it. So I was wondering, have you ever paid for it? Um, and does it work differently when it is paid? Um, it's, you can pay for it. There's a premium version. I don't use mm. it. Um, it's, mm. it's relatively expensive um, mm. and I haven't been able to see the value in it. Uh, if, yeah. you, if you were for a, a, you know, professional company accounts, or if you were, if you're using the search function a lot to find specific people, say you're a recruiter or something, then the yeah, premium like for accounts, HR, but, yeah, services, yeah, yeah. Then but for most people, the, the free account is perfectly uh, yeah. viable sufficient yeah all right let's go to this next question which is why should and could researchers then actually use linkedin and uh, for science communication what's what's the yeah what's the role <laughs> why why, well, why would it make sense <laughs> when when people think about social media as, as a scientist um the first thing that comes to mind is often uh, uh in terms of they think of it in terms of science communication um, but to answer that question, I think I've just got to tease something. And that is that in fact, social media for a scientist is not only about science communication. It's also about networking and ideation or creating ideas. And so it, it does all of those things, but to kind of start with the communication part, um, Say, for example, on LinkedIn, if you could have, it could be a post about your latest scientific results, for example. Now, this is something that you could post on any social media platform. Uh, on LinkedIn, you're most likely to have uh, your peers reading it, but you're also maybe likely to have people reading that post who, the people who fund your research, this could be, mm. you know, mm. uh, 
people who are uh, working in a, an organization or a foundation that has given you a grant. Um, it could also be read by the wider general public, but uh, who are curious about your field, but that's not its kind of main uh, effect. There are other better ways to do that. But to kind of move on, LinkedIn has a, a kind of a networking function as well. And this is what I'm getting at, apart from the science communication. And what this means is that it allows you to, to meet new people and interact with them in your own specific field. It enables you to, to, to meet people who you otherwise would not have met. Yeah, uh, for sure. And so this could be collaborators on a specific research project, or it could be a potential uh, collaborators on on some kind of a spin-off business of some kind. Um, mm. So there are lots of it's it's a basically a, a kind of an opportunity optimizer, uh, and this 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 is the kind of networking effect that it has. I like that you say that this uh, this word opportunity optimizer. That's really yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense because very often I feel researchers are in their labs or in their offices and stuff. And yes, we do have some interaction with the outside world, but that's just through I don't know a conference or a, a paper that we write. But yeah, these 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 social media platforms really give you the opportunity to meet a lot of people that you would not yeah meet otherwise. So you you get yes. a lot of opportunity if you look for it because you can. Uh, post something and then someone else writes a name of a, another person under your post and then you yeah you might find each other and maybe yeah as you say write a proposal together or even a paper or a spin-off project or whatsoever yeah. i like that you bring that up that's that's that's, that's beautiful yeah. and it fulfills this function in society that that was not fulfilled 15 years ago namely this this uh this ability to be able to interact with people within a very very specific uh research area about yes. some specific methodology uh, and to be able to find those people really, really quickly and, uh, and interact with them. So, so it, yes, it, the opportunity optimization uh, or networking <laughs> effect is yeah. what I see is probably the biggest part of it. Um, yeah. um, and then finally, of course, the, my kind of third point is the ideation point and the people who- What does that even mean, ideation? Yeah, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> um, idea creation, idea, yeah. ideation. Um, the people who have been using, and you know, the, the networking effect, the the, the optimize, the what was it, opportunity optimization, and the ideation, they're they're good on both Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, they work slightly differently, obviously, but both of the platforms are very good at that. And if you look at ideation, ideation is when you use LinkedIn, for example, uh, in your daily research practice, and it's basically a way of 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 uh, constantly testing the scope and limits or the <clears throat> or getting new way finding new ways in which you can test different ideas or half ideas you have and bouncing these ideas off other people um it's a way of immersing yourself in a kind of a collective idea generation uh, uh, what would that mean practically would that mean like okay i have an, I have an idea for a paper or for an approach or whatever and you just write it down in 10 lines and then you kick it out there and see what feedback you get? Is that it, how you it envision could, it? It could be something like that. It could also be something like, um, say, you know, would I um, would I be able to use the, the R programming uh, interface to do this and this and that? And then somebody mm -hmm. says, oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, I used it for this. I, it should work pretty well, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so you're not you're not divulging research secrets in that sense, but you're kind of basically just 
you know, you, what you're doing is you're just basically uh, constantly bouncing off kind of like half ideas of your colleagues and peers in a way that enables you to kind of work outside of yourself in a way uh, and kind of take part in the collective idea generation process. And people do this all the time, but uh, in all kinds of contexts, but LinkedIn and, and Twitter are a way of, of, of systematically doing this in a kind of a, a daily uh, routine. Mm. You actually yeah, making me yeah, making me aware that I'm not doing that sufficiently. Maybe I should. I, I could take this as an opportunity to do that a, a little bit more. And I guess it just helps you to not have to go to too many dead ends, isn't it? Like if yes. you, if, it's, if you, it's a time saver. It's, yeah, you know, like yeah. Your suggestion with the R, uh, R, R software, you know, you could spend three days on figuring that out, and after the third day, you kind of realize, oh, it doesn't work. Or you could have just put it posted on LinkedIn. Someone tells you it doesn't work, and then you like after 20 minutes, you know, it doesn't work. Um, so and then you save two and a half days, and that you could do for some use for something else that's more constructive or helps more on the way. Yeah, it's it's like that, and you know, the 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 networking part of it, and the or the opportunity optimization part of it, and the ideation, they're actually part of the same process. I've just, mm. you know, so you know, you 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 find uh, you you network at the same time as you you uh, solve problems. Uh, yeah, and that, and that is the the that is the kind of essence of it all. No, um, I like that. If I was cool. to give another example, um, yeah. <laughs> But I, I think these three points are really valuable. Yeah. It's like you share your research, um, you you network while doing it, and you also you can bounce around ideas and um, yeah find people with whom you can um, yeah work together in the future and develop these ideas. So I I, I really like this um, the structure here. Yeah. Um, so so when we when 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 we talk, for instance, about Twitter, um, there's a, like there's or like when we talk about social media in general, when I talk about social media in general with, with colleagues, with friends, I very often get this word uh, uh, or like this, I get feedback like, yeah, but it's this social media is just bad. You get like so much, many people get depression and um, there's so much hate on these platforms. And I guess that's some parts that is the case, um, but that's not so much the case on LinkedIn, I feel. So so my question is like, what are what are like potential upsides and downside when, downsides when using LinkedIn, um, maybe also in comparison to Twitter? What would you say? Yeah, um, it's. I think that. Yeah, I, I think it is easiest to get to answer that question by comparing it it, it, it to Twitter. Um, they both have that kind of different histories. Um, LinkedIn started as a kind of as on on a CV database, and it has this function for for many people still. Um, and so that is actually an upside because it brings this huge CV database into the into the world. And yeah. uh, and so what happens when you are searching and interacting with people on the site, as maybe even interacting also on the social media part of it, you're, it gives you the option of actually having a deep dive and looking at, to see what the background is of the people who you're actually interacting with. Mm. And this is something which is which LinkedIn has, which Twitter doesn't have. Yeah, in Twitter um, you have this very small bio, isn't it? Yeah, can, yeah. And Twitter gives you yeah. 190 characters to describe mm. yourself in the, in the yeah. Twitter bio, but on LinkedIn you're allowed to really look at see what people are about. Um, and it also means that the search function on LinkedIn is becomes really really powerful because what what you then can do is you can search for specific keywords uh, when you're looking for something specific, and and it will 
suggest to you people maybe who are your, already your first or actually your first person connection. So you've actually connected to them uh, 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 with one degree uh, of relatedness so that you're, they're very close to you and you just didn't, you weren't aware that they knew something about this keyword. Yeah. And so it becomes very, very powerful. Well, also when you find someone who is not, whom you're not directly related to, but like second degree, then LinkedIn shows you who's your link. And then you can like, you could ask that person to give you an introduction, for example. Yes. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's a very formal way of doing it. Um, but mm. you know, you can actually, I mean, I'm just going to give you an example. My daughter is uh, finished a few years ago. She finished her master's in history. And, um, and uh, at one point, uh, she was just doing her dissertation and uh, just before the deadline and, and she was um, working on a program called STATA, which is a statistics mm. program. Yeah, it's data and, analysis, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. statistical analysis. Mm. And um, she was in a, had a bit of a, a problem with the, one of the analysis with the STATA. And I was, uh, uh, she was visiting. And what I did was I wrote, I searched for the term STATA on the LinkedIn search field. And three people turned up as first degree connections who had listed STATA as one of their skills. Yeah. And all I had to do was send, send a message to these three people uh, asking them whether they could help uh, my daughter Atlanta on this specific problem. And uh, they replied within, you know, all of them replied within 30 minutes, actually. And the oh, first reply fast. came after yeah. two minutes. And so they were then able to just, oh, sure, we can, uh, you know, we can talk tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning, we'll, we'll figure this out. And this was a great help. And there's no other platform that would be able to do that. There's no other platform that would be able to match that specific skill with these, with these two sets between these two sets of people, mm. uh, then LinkedIn. And that's, it, that's what really makes it powerful. Yeah. So that's yeah. an upside. That's an upside. There's a downside. <laughs> Which is that? Um, I think that when we look at, for example, compared to Twitter, LinkedIn doesn't have that many options to curate the, your own news feed. It doesn't. Uh, so the, when you open up your LinkedIn, the stuff that pops up on your news feed that you scroll down uh, often becomes a lot of people uh, congratulating each other and bragging about their different. Yeah, uh, I feel it's very I, 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 me, me, me. Look how it's cool I am. It's very me, me, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this has. It's not so much has to do with the the way the algorithm works. I think it has something to do with the way that the culture of LinkedIn and mm. Uh, mm. it's all, it makes people feel good. Um, <laughs> but it can also makes people feel bad. You've got to yeah. admit that. all these people uh, realize yeah. and achieve so much. And I don't kind exactly. Of. Yeah. <laughs> and so it makes people feel good and bad. Um, mm. But it can also be a bit of a distraction. And um, one of the things I, I do on my workshops is get people to, to set up uh, search strings on LinkedIn Uh, so that you only have to go into that specific search string. And so you avoid the whole, that whole business and you only see the thing that you want to concentrate on when you open your LinkedIn. Um, But does it mean you only see it from specific people then? Or does it mean like, you can, because you can set up strings for a lot of different things, oh. um, but it could work like that. And so okay. that you, you can become a lot more dynamic in your use of LinkedIn and become mm. a lot more professional. 
Okay, that's interesting. I've never heard of uh, search strings before, um, and we don't have the time to go deep into that right now. But no. people, if you're interested in learning about that, I guess there's uh, good uh, uh, good content on the internet about that. And if if you don't know, maybe you just write an email to Mike or you attend one of his LinkedIn classes. Oh yes, yes. please do. <laughs> please do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, one more word about hate is uh, I think that that's another upside maybe of LinkedIn. I feel there's very little hate uh, on LinkedIn. Maybe that's because everyone has to have their normal name there. And I yes. guess you you don't write nasty comments when everyone knows your name is Joachim Schmitz from, I don't know, South Berlin. You know, yeah. uh, and, and maybe that's a yeah another, another slight dif uh, difference. Yeah. Now we want to share some value bombs and have some hands-on tips for, for, for you guys and ladies who are listening to this podcast so that you can actually not just hear us philosoph uh, doing some philosophy about LinkedIn, but also that you yeah, take some hands-on tips with you um, and that when, you, when you're opening LinkedIn for the next time that you can directly have a better experience and um, get more visibility and just make it more professional. So we're going to jump into four points that we collected before we started recording this episode. Um, and I'm just going to throw them to you, uh, Mike, and you can just elaborate on them. Is that all right? Great. Go for it. Super good. Okay. okay. The first point we have, Mike, is the headline. What's, yes. what's, what's going on with this headline thing? Tell me. Yeah. Well, we went through this, Julius, and we kind of like <laughs> cut it down to four different points. And yeah. um, my, my kind of pet peeve on the headline thing is that a lot of scientists, they, the headline, remember, is the first words after your name on LinkedIn, on your profile, the profile section of your LinkedIn. And this is shown a lot because when you are commenting on LinkedIn or when you are uh, replying to other people's comments or posting on LinkedIn, a lot what people see the first is the first few words after your name. Now, scientists are very proud of the fact that they have a job title which says professor or assistant professor or lecturer or so on, PhD. And so Sounds what they like do... again like me, me, me. Look how so cool what they I do am. is they write something, 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 professor or associate professor, assistant professor, all the different types of professor. And, uh, and this is these, then thereby becomes the first words that you see after someone's name. Now, this is great, um, but the problem is that you're not actually exploiting the fact that you're a specialist in something particular and that the yeah. reason why that what gives LinkedIn value to you and to others is if they can find that specific person, that specific expertise that you are. So it would be much more valuable for a professor to write immunologist or um Innovation theory or something uh, renewable like energy policy or exactly. whatever something it like is. That. And so yeah. have those as the first. That's, that's my first tip. You can yeah, say. I feel yeah. like, yeah, you should really write down what, what you're really about, isn't it? Like, Mike, you have Twitter and LinkedIn for scientists and professionals. I think that's very short. That's very concise. And people directly know for when they should or could contact you if that's if they're interested in that stuff that you are yeah. offering. Let's that's what it it's that. all about. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Second one is being anonymous on LinkedIn. Why is yes. that not a great idea? That's the second point, Julius. Uh, <laughs> my take on it is don't do it. <laughs> There's a lot. What of the one what of is the, it about? <laughs> what it's about? It's about the LinkedIn is as one of the only. I think it's the only social media platform that has this thing that when you see somebody else's profile as a default, that is, unless you switch around, mess around with the settings it will send a notification to the person whose profile you have visited. Yeah. Now, because everybody knows that, 
because they get notifications themselves, people become very shy about opening up people's profiles because they realize that you will they will then get a notification. I remember that. I had that as well. Like back in the day, two or three years ago, I was not really feeling comfortable when I was like looking for people who I would be interested in applying with and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that feeling. Yeah, yeah. people have that feeling. And mm. uh, you've just got to get over that. You've got to just stop worrying about it and uh, stop being anonymous and stop don't think about messing around with the settings unless you have a specific reason you may have a specific reason for that you may be working for another organization mm. or something that mm. um but generally speaking um there's no reason for you to to be anonymous there's no reason why you should be uh, shy of the fact that you're uh, looking at someone's profile yeah the and maybe even if yeah and even if they see you maybe and you didn't write them a message but then they see you and if maybe you're profile is interesting interesting to them yeah and then they can reach out and maybe i don't know you have a research project together or you can sit on a panel together or whatever there is that's again this optimization of opportunity that you talked about in the beginning isn't it a little exactly. bit so yeah, yeah yeah all right number three dynamics dynamics that's a big word for a lot of different things but what what the kind of point means is that i think that you should um not use your LinkedIn as a, a an, an updated uh, CV, but link, use LinkedIn uh, dynamically uh, to basically have a constantly uh, to to basically share your ups and downs in your working day. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, when you do that, and when you when you are uh, dynamic, and when you integrate it into your working day, I'm not talking about doing it all day, but have a routine for it. You'll find out that. Um, LinkedIn becomes a lot more powerful. LinkedIn is powerful in terms of the interactions that you have on the platforms with others. It's not powerful the way I see it in terms of, uh, or you're certainly not using that power when you only look at it as a, a, a static uh, mm. CV. So that's the that's my point there. Yeah, and I guess when you like. There's this this guy that I follow in the in the United States. His name is Gary Vaynerchuk, and what he always says is like, if you don't know how to create content, document your your day. And I think that's that kind of connects mm. a bit with what you just says. Like, you don't have to post. You don't don't just post when you have published a paper, but document your way up until that paper is published because then some friends or some colleagues comment on that and then that's going to be shown to others and then um, like that you can actually build relations and that that's what it's all about isn't it and then uh, like, and also this word of like the personal brand comes in um yeah. that when you when you comment when you document your your research journey then people know that you are about as you said epidemiology i don't know the word really well but no. if they know that this is what you do then they might connect to you and then when you actually have something to that you published or if you have some results then there's already a bigger group of people that can actually that know that you are the person who's publishing about it and like that it gives you the opportunity to build relationships and i think actually social media is really about relations and it it's is not indeed. about like i've got so many followers but it's about no. this is the people that i interact with and this is the people that i exchange ideas with exactly yeah. and nobody cares how many followers you, i you know how many followers you have people uh, it's all about specific relationships with specific people and specific yeah. projects and uh and so that's the that, that's the, the reason why you should do it um yeah um, and I know it, it always sounds a bit funny when when we people who have a little bit of a, like I don't have I don't I have like a thousand followers on LinkedIn so it's not a mm. lot but it I feel it sometimes it sounds a bit funny when people who have a little bit of following saying 
say it doesn't matter, but it really doesn't matter. I would rather no. have only five in five people I'm connected to at LinkedIn who are really specifically my group with whom I can work than 10,000 of people who don't care about the topics that I'm interested in. Um, and I think yeah. that's... It's, yeah. it's, it's like a, a kind of a vanity metric. But the thing about the, the follower numbers is it's a vanity metric that nobody else but, uh, but LinkedIn experts <laughs> look at. It's, it's, mm. uh, it's not valuable at all. The, the, the 50 good followers uh, or connections, 50, or, you know, whatever way you want to count it, are just as good as, uh, as 1,000 uh, yeah. if they are valuable. If they're valuable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to the last point. And that is, I think it's a bit of a funny point, but it's have a Twitter account. <laughs> Why is yeah, that? Why does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, what what I say is the fifth of the fourth point is that you should basically, the one of the best ways to get the most out of LinkedIn is to actually set up a Twitter account. <laughs> um, and that is because if you don't have one already, a lot of people, they, they don't exploit the fact that um, that your Twitter network of people is often a separate group of people from your LinkedIn network. Mm -hmm. And so you can basically do what I call social arbitrage and, uh, and basically take, have uh, uh, what I call Twitter lists. And we haven't won't be able to have the chance to get into that, yeah. but that basically search for good stuff to post on LinkedIn and you can set up LinkedIn searches to find good stuff to post on Twitter, and yeah. so so in that sense, you 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 do this, and um, you know, and it, it, it's, it's a kind of an easy fix to 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 set up a Twitter account. It's very very easy to do. It literally, doesn't take more than fifteen minutes, never. Yeah. And um, and it it increases your visibility, and there's a higher chance of your LinkedIn being more effective. And so it's silly not to do the one without the other. And I'm not talking about. I just want to just get rid of this notion right away i'm not talking about posting the same stuff on the two platforms mm. i'm talking about using the two platforms uh, uh, dynamically in each of their different networks and so yeah. so, so to that's like cross fertilize uh, yeah between exactly them, isn't it yeah, yeah yeah and it's like and it's i feel it's all like there's a different thing there's a difference between copying something and taking something that you see somewhere and give it your own spin. So I think wherever you are on social media and you have an mm -hmm. idea or you see something else that is nice, you can you can use that but make your own thing and then post it again. And then it because it, yeah, it, it, it you post it to another group, then it was shown before, like from another person. And if you give it your own spin, then it's always something new. And that's always always. That's all right, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. and you're, you're doing the, the original poster uh, a favor because you're generally tagging them when you do mm. it. And I, yeah, they should do that. That's an important. That's, I, that's I, a good thing. I really thing. think it's yeah. important that you do that. You do give credit yeah. to the original uh, content creator, uh, yeah. and uh, and you are basically just you're basically taking their original content and then you're giving them giving it a new public somewhere else. And this is yeah. this is what social media are about. All we're doing is helping it along. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, a, and it's a great way of adding value to to your own network. Yeah. Um, so and and that's the thing. That's maybe one last point that I want to add. Bef yeah, before we actually wrap up, is that like when you're posting something on LinkedIn, it's make please don't make it about you, but make it about them, whoever them is. Like, yeah. is it is it your colleagues? Is it your friends? Is it I don't know who them is, but whatever you post, don't say me 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 I I I because actually no one really cares about me 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 I I I. Everyone cares yeah. about value that you can actually bring to the tables to make their 
work easier, their life better, all mm. that stuff. And then you'll get interaction and then you'll actually, um, yeah, then then in the long run, you will actually build up what people call a following. But it's not, it, you don't build up a following if you always just post about how cool yourself, how, how no, you are no. yourself and not. Um, don't even try. And, and you know, the, yeah, we could talk a long time about that. Dude. It's a specific <laughs> term. They call it humble bragging. Humble bragging. What's that? <laughs> humble bragging is when you pretend it's not about you, but then but it you, is about you. It yeah? is about you by praising someone else. But we won't get into that. But, we won't get into that. But yeah, yeah. I, I completely concur. It's the more you talk, you help other people and, and make them the focus of your interactions, um, the better it is for you in the long term. Yes. Yeah. All right, Mike. We're getting to the end. Is there anything you would like to add that crossed your mind while we're talking? Is there anything you want to say? Uh, I think we basically went through. I think we basically went through most of it, Julius. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much to talk about, and you know, I feel I feel that we could talk for hours about this subject. So <laughs> we should make we should it stop here. Yeah, maybe we'll just have this as like the, the LinkedIn for beginners and the starters, and then in a year, if you if you want to, if you if you're up to join me again for another period uh, session episode, we could have a like a LinkedIn for uh, advanced LinkedIn or something. If you oh, yeah. if you're up for for joining up me for again, that. That would be I'd love to do that. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay, Mike. So before we end, if people are interested in learning more about LinkedIn and they they're and they think that you're a nice guy and they want to interact with you, how can they find you? Probably on LinkedIn, but where else? It's a, it is actually you know because my name is so common, Mike Young. It's not you know you write that in the search field and it may or may not turn up. But it was uh, not. I didn't find you in the beginning. There were no, five no. other Mike so Youngs. I didn't find there's, you. There's too many thousands of people called Mike <laughs> Young, uh, who are also very successful, more, much more successful than I am. So, so what aye, you aye, can aye. Do, <laughs> so what you can do is you can write Mike Young Academy in yeah. the search field, and then I will turn up. Then you will um, turn up. So that's that's for certain. But otherwise, and you're always uh, to all the listeners out there, you're welcome to 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 follow me uh, or send a connection request and. Uh, I, I would love to hear any feedback you may have on any Sounds of this. Sounds great. Cool, everyone. So if you have any more questions, please reach out to Mike. Um, and if you have learned something, I would really love to hear what you have learned. And if there's any questions concerning uh, how to use LinkedIn, please also, um, yeah, you can also comment that on LinkedIn if you like that and give me feedback. That would be great. That's it for the day. Wrap it up. Um, thanks, Mike, for joining me today for the for this episode of the Ex uh, Science Communication Accelerator podcast and thanks hope to Julius. talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All the best. Folks, this episode is over of the Science Communication Accelerator podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot to me if you would hit that follow button on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. And it would mean even more to me <laughs> if you would maybe tell one or two colleagues of yours that this podcast exists so that we can continue building the community for science communication. That's it for today. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.